we should record this. This is funny. We're funny. <laughs> Which maybe you should not admit that out loud, but like, we're funny. No, we are so funny. <laughs> we are comedians. Oh, to be absolutely. Honest. Where's my yeah. award? Welcome back to another episode of Romancing the Monsters. I'm Em. Hi, I'm S. I'm Seth. <laughs> and today we have a bite-sized episode for you, which when we did one last time, we uh, the whole concept of bite-sized was not invented yet. So we were kind of just calling it a conversational style episode that, you know, has more or less no direction and uh, could very well disintegrate into chaos. So, uh, Bite Size is the short version of all that, um, <laughs> which, you know, based on the name, uh, means that we want these episodes to be a little bit shorter, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe the running gag all along is that they're actually quite long <laughs> and they're never short and they're not bite-sized at all. I don't know. Our challenge for next year needs to be, like, a get our episode under 40 minutes. Now. Like, we should try with our bite size. But it won't happen. I feel like we are at a good spot with, like, an hour and 15 minutes, more or less, per episode. Yeah. Unless it's, like, a special mm -hmm. episode, in which case, like, we do let ourselves talk for a little bit longer. But that's fine. Right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you guys like long yeah. episodes, right? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so today to start things off, well, I mean, first of all, hi, hello, how are you? How are you guys? S is a little sick. How are you, S? <laughs> a little sick. <laughs> okay. But I'm present. I'm here. Should we segue into the topic, the starting point of today's conversation? Inside scoop is that um, when we started the podcast, uh, we tried recording an episode where we were essentially uh, introducing ourselves, telling the story of how the podcast came to be, blah, 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 because, you know, it made sense. Um, but then we tried two times, I think, right? Twice. Yeah. yeah. And it failed miserably. And so, essentially, we just ended up recording the A Hunger Like No Other episode without ever introducing ourselves, literally, like, strangers to all of our listeners. And we just put it out, and we were like, yeah, we don't need to introduce ourselves. <laughs> and then, like, a year went by, and we were, you know, we told ourselves, like, well, maybe for the one-year anniversary thing, we could, like, introduce ourselves, like, you know, hey, it's been a year, but, like, hi, I'm Adam. This is us. <laughs> nice to finally meet you but then we forgot um so here we are doing it um telling you you know how this podcast Over came here to later. be who we are I mean I've been you know co-hosting a podcast with strangers for a year it's a very strange experience I don't know who these girls are at all who are you <laughs> stranger <laughs> who wants
wants to start? Should I start since I guess it started with you me? start. Um, you start. Okay. So hi, I'm M. How are you? Um, <laughs> it sounds very ASMR like. You know, your voice just got lower, and it sounded so in my ears. Oh God. I hate, I hate ASMR. Hate it. I know, I hate it too. Hello. <laughs> um, so, long story short, um, I have a background in communications and media. Therefore, I did a little bit of radio at some point in my life. I was a host on a radio show for a very, 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 very brief time, but I really enjoyed it. And I was like, you know what? I could see myself doing this. Uh, but then life happened. I kind of switched gears toward, you know, literature instead. Um, so that, you know, whole project kind of went on the back burner um, and I never explored it until um, a few years ago when I started listening to podcasts, um, mostly podcasts that were focused on Star Wars because I was in my big Star Wars Raylo, you know, phase. Um, so I was <laughs> listening to a lot of that and I was like, you know what? I really like this. Like, I like this format. It's way more, you know, laid back format because, you know, the radio that I was doing was kind of like strict and like you had to speak in a certain way and like definitely no fucks mm -hmm. were, you know, said and like it was very, I don't know, structured <laughs> in a way, which is not bad because yeah. we could definitely use more structure in our lives. <laughs> But I I just liked the more conversational style of the podcast form. And also, like, there's no, you know, music, there's no breaks, there's nothing. Like, it's just people talking for, like, an hour. Um, and yeah. it feels like you're, you're talking with friends, right? So I was like, I would love my own. You know, I would love to utilize what I've learned in the past and, you know, be able to sort of reconnect with my love of hosting things like this and, you know, to do it with friends who I know and I can have conversations with and essentially kind of just record our conversations and that we already have anyway. Yeah. And, and mix that with my love of romance because, um, you know, I have been a blogger for... I think it's been nine years, guys. Eight or nine years. I had a blog, wow. then I switched over to Instagram, and now this. Um, yeah, I was like, I could mix the two of them and have a podcast about romance books. Do you want to tell the rest of the story, yes? Because then it, it, it continues on with you. And then it ends okay. with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... I tried looking through Twitter because I remember specifically seeing a tweet that you you tweeted saying something that you wanted to start a podcast. Yeah. I don't know if you remember. Um, Vaguely, But yeah. we had a from what I, from what I remember, we had a conversation that you really wanted to do it. Um, and I think I remember saying something, well, I'll, I'll join I will join you on this journey if you're down. And the next thing you know, we went to Seth and we told her and she jumped on board. Wait. Wait, we were chatting. S and I were chatting one night on FaceTime and I was like, I really want this podcast. And she was like, yeah. And she was like, I'll do it with you. And I was like, yeah. And she's like, yeah. <laughs> Which honestly, like cannot tell you how grateful I am. Like, I know that this is difficult for you. Like, this is not like natural and like it does oh, yeah. take you out of your comfort zone and everything. So like, mm -hmm. I, it must have been scary as hell when you said like, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> 
Um, <laughs> but I'm happy you're here and that you said yes. Um, and then the next day, it was during the whole quarantine. We were like FaceTiming like five times a day because we were bored as hell. Um, yeah, it was just like our regular hangout for the week yeah. or like maybe the day. I don't even remember. Yeah. Um, so we all live in different areas. So FaceTime was like the only way or sorry, Messenger on Facebook was the only way we could communicate really like do a video chat because um, we can't go see each other. Um, and then you girls were already chatting and then I joined in a bit late and then you girls were like, oh, we're starting a podcast and you're the third host. And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, wait, <literally>. what? <laughs> like, I was so confused. But then I, I guess I just joined in and like the rest is history. Yeah. But, I'm so glad yeah. I have friends that are just like, okay, March. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> no, I mean like. No questions honestly... asked. <laughs> Can we talk about like the names too? I feel like there was a couple potential names for it. Yeah. Okay. So, so wait, the, the whole reason why Seth, we were like, oh, Seth asked, blah, 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 was because we kept on, um, we kept on talking about Slow Heat by Letta Blake. And like, we kept having really good conversations about that book. And we were like, we should record this. This is funny. We're funny. (laughs) We are really funny. Which maybe you should not admit that out loud, but like, we're funny. No, we are so funny. (laughs) We are comedians. Oh, absolutely. Where's my award? Yeah, so we recorded it. And in fact, we also have an episode on on Slow Heat now, like an official episode on that book. So (laughs) feel free to go check that out. It's one of the first, so so it could be rough. expect it it to be a little rough we were like okay so i guess we have a podcast now uh what the fuck is it going to be called and like what the fuck oh my gosh that was a struggle that was such a struggle that was a struggle and the way that we we came to romancing the monsters i believe correct me if i'm wrong but wasn't that my name on twitter for a while Yep, that was your Twitter name, and then you got rid of it. You changed it to, uh, was it Foes and Lovers? I think I switched it to something else before. Uh, no, your handle was something else, but then your name, your actual name, was mm, Romancing yeah, yeah. Monsters. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. Yeah. Um, so I had already switched it to something else, but I was like, I really like the name Romancing the Monsters. Like, we, you know, A, read a lot of paranormal romance, but, like, also we just love monsters, period so yeah. like and we read romance so it was like isn't that like a nice play on words for like romancing and the monsters but then we were like well, first, okay oh okay there's something first yeah no i was just gonna say but then um that wasn't what we were originally gonna go with i remember we suggested names and I, we all were like we love romancing the monsters but then like oh, do we, do you remember any of them because i don't No, but um so what had happened was um em was like you know what let's see if we can find something else because for some reason i don't know we just didn't agree on the name at the time and then we had all these other ideas, and then we just kept going back to Romancing the Monsters, because like you said, I just feel like it fits what we read and like what we actually talk about. Um, but before that, we didn't even know what we were going to talk about on the podcast. We just wanted to settle on a name. So once we settled on Romancing the Monsters, we were like, okay, but how could we make our podcast a little different, right? Because, you know, there's a lot of romance podcasts out there. So how can we make, you know, ours a little different, make it its own thing? And so from the name, we were like, what if it's called Romancing the Monsters, not just because we read some books that have monsters, not all of them, but because we 
look at books through the idea that people, everyone, has monsters of their own inside themselves. That we are, in a way, our own great greatest monster. So we were like, oh my god, let's do that. Like, because obviously, <laughs> obviously, romance novels... Um, I don't even know if we've ever said on the... We're so bad at this. Like, I don't even know if we've ever said what the monster of the story is for us in an episode. We kind of just expected our listeners to just, you know, go along with oh, it. Oh, you mean like the <laughs> definition of what yeah. we think a monster of a story? Oh, my God. I think we, we must have. Mm, I don't we know. We must have. Uh, we kind of just uh, avoided a lot of the, you know, introducing ourselves and all that stuff because that's cringy as hell. We're so bad at this. Um, <laughs> yeah. How we look at it is, you know, romance novels are about the, the romance at the you know, the core of the story is the romance. But we always like to think of it as also a personal journey for each of the characters as well. Because yeah. love makes you vulnerable. And it asks of you that you make yourself vulnerable to someone else and, and essentially ask them to love you despite your flaws or maybe because of them. And that they love the yeah. good parts of you and the bad parts of you. Um, and in doing so, you're, you you kind of have to fall in love with yourself as well and with those same parts that maybe you don't like as much. And so that's how all of the monster, you know, the, the monster of the story came to be. That's that's where it came from. It's this idea that um, every romance novel, at least like so far, there's always like something that we can pick out of the book that is like... Yeah, that's like a monster. That's the thing that, you know, is keeping the mm -hmm. characters apart or the thing that um, is, you know, making that, you know, that's stopping this one character from from reaching for their own happiness and moving forward with their life. Yeah. And um, yeah. so there's always something that we can discuss in pretty much any book, including Alien Smut. You know, don't 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 go out there thinking that there's no monsters in Alien Smut. We'll find something. <laughs> But I do think it's a really interesting way to look at stories and like it honestly this podcast has like taught me so much in terms of like analyzing like close reading a book and like how to look at things in a different way and also see different perspectives which I really appreciate. Um, and yeah honestly this podcast and like the idea of looking for the monster in the story um, I like it was great and it just like further like just grew and grew and grew to the point where like we made a whole podcast about it and just like I don't know it's just been interesting and fun but it's good that they actually know what the monster is now but I feel like you know we've talked about it online and I hope they weren't like in the dark on that for all these episodes if you were well I'm glad <laughs> we could answer that question for you <laughs> an hour an, an hour and a, half, and a half a year and a half in the making um sorry <laughs> right imagine the one person that's like tuning in every week and they're like I don't fucking understand this segment like I don't get it like what why what do they mean the monster of the story like what <laughs> they're here for our lusting of the uh, fictional men yeah um and I think that it's worked for us um I think that slowly but surely this podcast is is you know finding its people out there which is really amazing to yeah. see and and has been great to just interact with people, like-minded people that just love monsters. Um, but also, I think um, we've gotten, you know, really good feedback on, you know, even the, the what is the monster of the story section of this episode. Like, I think that people 
some people find that it's an interesting way of looking at romance novels that like, yeah, we all know it's there, but maybe we don't, you know, stop and think about it that much. I feel like we are in a place where I'm just really, really happy with what we've done so far. And I'm really, really excited to see where we go next. And I feel like we are slowly, um, you know, going out of our comfort zone we've started doing author interviews we've started having guests on the podcast so you know i'm i'm happy to be here with my friends i feel like we're just going to continue growing um and just seeing where you know the wind takes us in this case but um yeah i'm excited to see what next year has uh, in store for us but okay also we weren't like as put together as we um we are now um and that's that is debatable. Um, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say we talked about it before, but we had one episode. It was our first ever episode we recorded. Oh, yeah. We never released it. Secret. You're getting a secret now. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you're getting some inside scoop. All the tea is being um, spilled, so- spilled today. <laughs> so the first book we ever read for the podcast was um, Strange Love yeah. by Anna Geary. Yeah. Um, and it's an alien romance. And we were all very taken aback by it, and we made a promise early on, I think right after we did this recording of that episode, that we were always going to talk about books, if we can talk about, them, talk about them in a positive light, because it is someone's baby, it is someone's, you know, yeah. heart and soul poured into words on a page, and we just wanted to, you know, just be there and, like, support the book, um, but... Yeah, a strange love that episode. The first episode was just, um, it was interesting and all over the place, but it wasn't what we wanted our first episode to be. Yeah, we had no structure back then, and the whole like concept of the monster, the story wasn't invented yet. Well, I mean, <laughs> that sounds like we invented we invented problems and issues of romance. We didn't, uh, but the whole for the podcast, like that whole idea of looking at romance novels through that lens it wasn't a thing yet when we recorded that episode so there was no structure and no monster and it just didn't make sense to have that be our first episode and it didn't feel right yeah it didn't feel right it was just like you don't want your first episode to be super negative which I mean I guess like our a hunger like no other episode is not like the most positive thing out there but also it's it's fair criticism and um also discussed in a way that it's not like this fucking sucks it's like no there obviously it's a book of its time and like yeah no I was just gonna say we weren't like that in the strange love episode that we never released it was more so just like us trying to wrap our minds around yeah the story and like the events of the book whereas that should have been done way before we even thought of recording yeah um so i mean you won't ever listen to it or hear it or it's never gonna be out there but i just just wanted to mention that we were not always uh i was gonna keep it for you know in case like one day as like a surprise (laughs) we like released the unreleased episode of um uh strange love do you still have it no i don't i actually my computer was way too full at some point and i had to delete stuff and i so i had to delete the strange love episode but i was gonna keep Uh, it i would have loved to hear it (laughs) and just hear how cringy we were you should have sent it to me marge i would have kept it oh i didn't think about that i would have kept it too (laughs) like five years from now to celebrate our five-year anniversary on the podcast we released the strange love episode (laughs) You know what I could release, though? 
what? You know what I could release? Oh, God. Um, I don't know if you girls remember. Um, so this is a bit of spoilery info on the story and the characters. Um, but I had a video because we were trying to figure out how the sex would work. Um, and um, so I have a video of me, like, kind of demonstrating what was going to happen. Um, and I sent it to the <laughs> girls. And, like, yeah. So, I mean, I could release that and uh, I mean, put it out in the world. Girl, but, I if, mean, if you want to... <laughs> You're a video. I'm not in it. I don't care. <laughs> it did leave a lasting impression on all of us, though. Yeah, it really did. It um was that when I was recording in my closet? Oh yeah. Oh yes. my god. Here's yes. another story for you. S started off <laughs> recording in her closet. She has since escaped the closet. But do you want to talk about ex- that experience, S? <laughs> How did you feel um, in the closet? Uh, very closed <laughs> off, very claustrophobic. I can imagine. But you know what? I made so it I'm as comfortable. Laughing. I made it as comfortable as I could. I put yeah. pillows, blankets. I had my water. I had my notes, my phone, my my laptop. I think I recorded. I think I recorded. Did I record? Um, Hunger like no other in the closet. Oh yeah, the first at least six episodes. I think you did in the yeah. in your closet. It's me in my closet. Yeah, eventually but. we're like, I, I can't bear to look at you in your little <laughs> tiny closet. <laughs> you have to come out. I'm happy you've made it out of your closet. I, however, am still in my basement, yeah. and my basement's very miserable looking. But, I mean, it, it serves for some really great audio, so that's the plus side. Moving on, or unle- do we have anything else to say about uh, how we got started? Our basements and our closets? No. Okay, let's move on from this conversation. I have somewhere else I want to take you. Um, I recently read a book called That One Time I Got Drunk and Saved a Ghost. Uh, no, not Saved a Ghost. Saved a Demon by Kimberly Lemming. And Seth and I had a discussion about the cover of that book. And I, okay, where I'm trying to bring you, okay, gently. I'm trying to bring, bring you gently towards this topic, which is illustrated covers. Um, because yeah. when I read this book, it left me very confused. It has, like, a really cute cover with, like, it's illustrated with, like, a really cute demon and the girl's really cute and, like, mm-hmm. she's in his arms and he's, like, carrying her. It all looks very, like, picturesque and, and things. Mm-hmm. Which... Like a cute, fun yeah. demon rom-com. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, even the title you know, kind of makes you think that that's what it's going to be. Um, And I started reading the book. And at first I was like, yeah, I mean, the cover is perfect for the book. Um, You know, it it takes place on like in a small fantasy town. So the girl, um, her family has like a farm and they farm like cinnamon and stuff. And the whole beginning of the book, I was like, you know what? The cover is perfect. I love it. It's like giving me the vibes that I want. The, the, you know, the main character, the girl, she's like really spunky and fun and funny. Mm-hmm. But then as the book progressed, it kind of became a little darker at first. Well, Ooh. the first, the first thing that really surprised me was the fact that, um, you know, our our main character guy, 
starts saying very sexual things. And I was like, wow, I was not expecting this you dirty talk. You sent some snippets, M, and I could not handle I, I Like, I added it to my library right away. Yeah, because the cover, I mean, I'm sorry, but you do judge a book by its cover. And the cover was really not telling me, like, ooh, this guy's going to, you know, really get going with the dirty talk type of thing. But I wasn't, mm-hmm. like not pleased with that obviously i was like oh okay so i get like a cute funny book plus dirty talker okay here for it but then it progressed into so this demon guy like there's literally a scene where he's beating a human with another human and then there's like themes of slavery obviously because it is a demon book and and demons are enslaved and like they have to wear a collar in certain towns and like it's it gets really really dark and obviously still mm-hmm. has this, like, strange, funny uh, atmosphere to it. But then at the same time, like, underlying really darker themes. And so okay. I was so confused by the end. And I didn't know what to think of this book. Or, I, well, I mean, I know what I think of the book. But I the cover just left me, like, mm-hmm. I don't know that this cover is giving you the right impression of what the book is going to be. So that's mm-hmm. what I want to talk to you guys about. It's like, how do you feel about illustrated cover for the most covers for the most part? And have you had experiences like this where it gave you the wrong impressions? Or when you see an illustrated cover, what do you think? Like, what do you expect from the book? Personally, for me, um, I think I've said this before. I find illustrated covers, like, I find them really cute. And I do think that they match a certain subgenre of books that being rom-com or chiclets um and I don't necessarily think they fit every genre and I do see authors nowadays changing or rebranding their books to fit that illustrated cover and to fit that rom-com like vibe and their books necessarily aren't that like it doesn't give me those vibes and like authors that I know write erotic romance are now changing their covers to illustrated covers covers. I'm like what what I mean, it is cute, and I do feel like it, it does fit a lot of the readers of today's world in terms of, like, not wanting to have, like, hot shirtless males on the cover. You're rebranding it to have, like, a cute little illustration of a couple, which doesn't necessarily match, like, your experience with this demon book. What's the book's about? Or, like, what's in the book? And I feel like it kind of false advertised or, like, it misadvertises what's going on in the book, and... I personally would rather not have an illustrated cover. <laughs> like, some of them are cute, but I feel like now it's being overdone. What about you, S? Yeah, I agree with Seth. I'm trying to think, you know that uh, Twitter page that just popped does, up about Does it bang? That's my next subject. We're going to talk about that. Okay, then we'll get into Incoming. it. Incoming. But, yeah, um, <laughs> but I, feel, I feel like a lot of authors are pushing their, their books to rebrand. To I've seen yeah. that a lot. Yeah. Um, and I also see, because I'm, I'm in a lot of, like, reader groups, and usually they're not a huge fan of the illustrated covers. A lot of people yeah. hate them. Yeah. Hate them. And I yeah. feel like they they kind of express themselves to the art, to the authors. I, I've seen it a couple times. And you would think, you know, the authors would kind of listen and not rebrand. But they sell. That's the problem. But I feel like what they sells do. more is covers with, like, an object. Oh, I would disagree with that. I think those sell the least. I feel like I see more people going towards those covers that have 
certain type of like object instead of a person or an illustrated I think there's like a discomfort, a growing discomfort, especially amongst younger readers um, with covers that have, you know, naked guys on them. Exactly. And I think that this sort of acts as like an, uh, not an antidote, but like a, you know, like a a remedy to to that. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, you still have people on the cover, but they're illustrated. So like, it's cute. So like people won't, you know, mind holding the book. Which I find I a little bit of an issue with, not going to lie. Like, I... No, and I was just going to say that I do find an issue with that because we've talked about it, and I think in our previous episode, our first bite-sized, and, or might have been another episode. No, it was that But one. I just feel like we've worked so hard to get away from that, like that shame and like that desire to hide your book cover. And like we kind of went back to that, but in a different way. Like I've always associated these illustrated books with like chiclets or like where, Women's like, it's fiction. a face-to-black sex scene or, like, it's a, a non-descriptive sex scene, but it's still there. Like, I I read smut. I'm not ashamed to say I read smut. Um, and these books don't portray that to me because of, like, my past experiences with illustrated covers. Yeah. I feel like at first it was kind of like the, on- the only confusion really was when romance novels started having those covers, which... Let's be real. They were a thing in women's fiction first. I think that yeah. that's where it comes from. It was women's fiction, like you mm-hmm. said, chiclet, that that type of literature that had those covers. And then they slowly creeped into romance. So it's not like it's the other way around. I feel like a lot of people are like kind of mad at women's fiction for having those covers. But it's like they were doing it first. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. at first the confusion was really just between the two. It's when... It started even creeping into like just weird genres, subgenres of romance that yeah. you're like, this doesn't belong. I don't. So many historical romance books now have changed their covers to these illustrated covers. And I just feel like I miss the big ball gowns. I miss like the big, um, you know, like V necked, billowing sleeved male with like the woman on the side. Like I miss that. And I feel like them going to like this illustrated cover concept it kind of takes away I don't know like the feel of a historical romance at least for me I don't know there was even a thing about them wanting to take out the step backs which usually the step backs were like way sexier than the cover and I love it was kind of hidden away you know in a way like it was the cheeky like peekaboo in the inside of the book and they want to take those out now um I was really sad though. Lisa Claypass's new book, Devil in Disguise, not new anymore, but it's been out for this year. Doesn't didn't have a step back. Oh, see, I hate that. Yeah, I was so sad. But I will say though that between the new illustrated covers for historical romance, between that and the new rebranding, I don't know if you guys have seen the new rebranding for some historical romance, like Julia Quinn, all her books went through it uh Miranda Collins I think her name is there essentially there's just a bunch of historical romance writers right now that are their books are being rebranded with the exact same cover the exact same no matter who the author is and so I'm like I can't differentiate any book anymore I'm like I thought this was a Bridgerton book but no it's by this other freaking author I've never even heard of it's like they all look sorry Julia Quinn she rebranded well not her but like her publisher did um to fit. no I mean sorry yes I mean her but 
Oh yes, you mean with the random like people on the cover and like yeah. the font is It's all the every everyone has that now. Like they're slowly rebranding like older books to look like that and I'm like, okay, but they all look the same now. Like how am I supposed to like I, I just I'll I'll see one on my Twitter feed or whatnot and think it's like another book because it looks exactly the same. That's bad. Yeah. Like I hate that. <laughs> I would rather the illustrated cover in this instance. Interesting. Obviously this whole like confusion thing, uh brought on a twitter page which is called does it bang and by the time this comes out it's probably old news at this point but when we are recording this it's i mean still kind of old news (laughs) but you know a week a week old news (laughs) um and the person who created it created it because they were sick and tired of this and they're like I'm tired of wondering if there's sex in this book or not based on the cover. I honestly didn't know about this. Yeah, so it's called Does It Bang? And there was so much controversy around this page. And I am so exhausted, so exhausted of Romance Lindia sometimes. Like, someone, a random Twitter user, decided to start a page because they saw a need somewhere and they were like, I'm tired of this. And obviously overnight the page gained 3,000 followers. So I think that 3,000 people were also sick and tired of it and saw the same need and were like, thank you for providing, finally. And so many people got all up you know, in a rage over the fact that there's this page and, like, now romance books are being, you know, defined by whether or not there's sex in them and, like, romance is bigger than that, greater than that, and why should there be sex? Like, it just, it became something so huge. And I'm just, like, a random Twitter user does not define what romance is. So, like, can y'all calm down? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. I'm just, I, I'm sorry if I sound mean, but I just, I'm exhausted sometimes. Like, I really feel like Romance Lindia can make drama out of literally anything. And mm-hmm. that was an instance of it. It was like, why are you acting suddenly like this one Twitter account defines what romance is and isn't and, you know, defines the rules of romance? Like, if you don't agree with this person's view, don't follow. It's literally as simple as that but 3,000 people agree with this person view of what romance is to them and that's great they have found their little you know corner of the internet good for them they can all interact together if this doesn't you know fit what you think of as romance then just scroll on it's not for you period it's not necessarily that they might agree with maybe that's not what they think that romance doesn't equate to sex like sex isn't romance you know like I, for me personally, um, and I'm going back to um, me thinking these covers mean that there's no sex in there. I'm someone that, like, I look forward to those sex scenes because it just means that their couple has, like, reached that point in their relationship where, like, they're ready to be vulnerable with one another and, like, you know, take that step with, to- like, together. So, like, it's not necessarily that, like, I equate, you know, um, I guess, love with sex or whatever. I just, like, enjoy I like I like to be prepared going into a book if I know there's sex or not because sometimes I just don't get that and I don't feel like I don't know what it is but it's just like I kind of feel gypped I mean I definitely don't need sex 
in the books. I'm the same. Like, I do not mind if there's no sex in the book, but I would rather know in advance so that I don't expect exactly. it. So, like, mm-hmm. I know, exactly. okay, I'm not going to get, uh, you know, sex out of this, maybe, like, a kiss, and, you know, I'll have to be satisfied with that. And that's cool. That's fine. I, th- I That doesn't Ooh. mean it's not a romance novel. And yeah. I don't think that that's what the page was saying, but people were making no. out, making it out to s- sound like it was. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they were taking exactly one tweet and making it suddenly, like, this person was trying to redefine what romance is you know that's what I take issue with obviously there was another layer to this argument which was like the person um essentially they tried to make it like really simple for people to like just because obviously was working with like a submission thing so like people were submitting books in their dms saying like yes there's sex in this book no there's not so they had to like you know have rules to define what that means so that you know everyone's on the same page type of thing and mm-hmm. the way that they chose to dis- to you know define it for their own twitter account mind you this is not an authority yeah. in romance here it's a freaking twitter account they said is there an orgasm or not and that also is something that people really took issue with because there's because they were like well i write sex scenes but my characters don't have orgasms because not everyone does and it's like okay But if this person wants to create a page that tells people if there is an orgasm or not in the book, again, cannot repeat this enough that this doesn't define suddenly what sex is in a book. It just defines what this person wants out of their romance novels. That is it. Yeah. And if people agree with that and maybe people out there, maybe there there are people who are like, I only want to read books that have orgasms. And you know what? They can. They can. I agree. And I... I feel like book Twitter is just very, not even just book Twitter, I think book, the book world in general is very like touchy on certain subjects. And I do feel like nothing's wrong with like just having these accounts made and like just having things out there. Like they're, like you said, there's, they're personal accounts. You can do whatever you want on them. And I do agree to some extent, like maybe some things take them too far or like, I don't know. I just feel like in terms of like, does it bang? I feel like it's a quick and easy way to check if the book that you want to read has sex or not. And that's all it is. Fits the criteria that you're looking for. Exactly. There's absolutely nothing wrong with wanting to have open conversations about the genre and criticizing the genre, the good parts of it, the bad parts of it. Because obviously that just means that you take romance seriously you take this genre Mm -hmm. seriously and if you love it enough then you love it enough to criticize it exactly and it starts a discussion which way you twist and turn it so romance is not perfect but it is a a genre that needs to be taken seriously and in order to do that we need to be you know allowed to criticize it when it needs to be criticized that being said we can criticize it and i find it great that twitter is a place where you know there's tons of people that you know are there to have these conversations about the genre and Mm -hmm. it's great it's you know we're trying to make this genre move forward and you know evolve with time and involve evolve in the right directions and you know really question itself am i you know representing this or this or that correctly etc which are all amazing conversations to have and i think it's it's amazing that twitter is a place where that's happening however (laughs) not everything needs to be taken seriously you know i think that that's it's just sometimes it's too much sometimes it's like one tweet Mm -hmm. does not redefine everything you can let it go you can just pass it by and say 
I disagree with this person. I'm just going to scroll on through. You know, like it's just you don't need to make a big thing out of nothing every time. I agree with that. And anyway, the whole kerfuffle with the does it bang page to me, that's that was that it was just someone not taking this super seriously, just wanting to make a page because they felt the need to and people responded to it. And suddenly it's like drama. (laughs) So, so I have a question. I have two. So if you had a choice, one of your favorite authors released a book and then released like a special edition where one wears the guy, one cover has the guy on it and then the other cover is kind of like illustrated, what would you go for? The guy. I mean, I mean, it depends, it depends on me. the art. Yeah, because if it's really beautiful art that almost looks real, you know, like the fantasy books, like they do really well love that the bridge kingdom yeah for example i think has a beautiful cover but if it's one of those illustrations where the characters literally don't have a face i find those really creepy like they don't have features it's just a blob of color and it's just it's a blob like i i i find that very weird i don't i don't like it so if it's a cover like that probably not i i would go with the abs uh good old abs have never failed me before (laughs) exactly um, I'm I'm more or less with you on that. Um, I mean, abs you can never go wrong with, but if it's a beautiful commissioned art, of course I would go with that. Um, so yeah, what what would you do? Would you go with the the abs or the art? I think I would go. Okay, so I'm bringing this up because there's a book called The Fine Print by Lauren Asher. She has a guy on her. On one of the covers, she has the guy's face. Oh, yeah, I like that. And then she also has a special edition. And it's like a castle and like kind of like a blueprint type of cover. So I bought the the, cat, the special edition version. Why was that? Because I didn't like the way the guy looked. <laughs> <laughs> like, like he's not he's not ugly, but I'm just if I had a choice, like this is another point I want to bring up. How do you feel when you see the full face of the model mm. who's supposed to be the character? How do you feel about sometimes, that? Sometimes sometimes I don't I don't like it cuz sometimes I don't I don't find the cover model attractive. Yeah. yeah. And I'd rather just see like lips and like body. Yes, yeah, I'm yeah, fine yeah. with lips down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Uh-huh. Unless he's really hot, then in that case, I don't mind if we see his face, but... Yeah, Yeah, but then that puts a face in your head for the character, and, like, I'm someone that, like, if I see someone's face, I automatically take that face and put it on the character, and, like, that might not necessarily be who I thought was going to be the person. I don't know. I just, I personally would not want to see faces. So, yes, going back to your question, S, if he had his full face on, um, on, (laughs) if his full face was on the cover, then maybe not. Like... For me, unless it's, like, a really popular book that has, like, a movie or something. So, like, say when we reread uh, The Viscount Who Loved Me, I reread it with yeah. the, ac- the actors in mind because it was just, I, I could yeah. not picture them type of thing. But when I'm reading, uh, people don't have faces in my brain. Does that make sense? Like, everyone's just, like, a black blob. Really? Yeah, I don't picture people. Unless it's like, say like I'm reading like Throne of Glass and there's just so much art of like Rowan. Obviously, I'm picturing Rowan as Rowan. But like, otherwise, (laughs) people are just black blobs in my brain. Like I can't, I can't picture people. Like I picture bodies, like they have bodies that just don't have like 
features on their faces? For me, um, there's been times where I'll picture someone while I'm reading, but if I'm watching a show or a movie or something, and like I see an actor kind of match matches the yeah. Yeah, description, and then I use his face. And then that's who I picture the rest of the book. Interesting. You see, my brain is not intelligent enough to do that. Like, I can't, I can't, I can't see, do that. <laughs> yeah. I wish I could. Okay, for me, I'm someone, this is some, like, insider scoop on how Sephora reads. Do you put yourself in the shoes of the heroine? I wish. I honestly <laughs> wish. <laughs> I wish I could be Elizabeth so I could have Lothair. Um, prior to going in, or even when I read the description of the, the characters, yeah. I end up pausing the book and trying to figure out which actors really? would match the role. And I kind of just, like, put them in. So that would mean, like, any, like, American actors, British actors, Turkish actors, whoever fits, like, the the general, like, image of the person, I kind of just, like, use that person throughout the whole book. Interesting. So, like, I have, like, a, a fan cast already in my head for a lot of books. Why is my why is my brain incapable of doing that? I hate that. <laughs> I want I want to see faces, but I can't. And again, unless it's like there's just there's just already like a an, an actor that has like filled that role, then obviously yeah. my brain just automatically does it. But I guess like I'm always on here like oh, I'm such a creative person, and then when it comes time to like imagining someone, I'm like I can't. <laughs> what are features? I don't know. No, never seen one before. <laughs> I don't know. I'm curious to see what um what our listeners how their reading experience. Yeah, is let us know. In terms of like, do you envision someone like that maybe you've seen in passing, or it's someone you don't think you've ever seen at all? Yeah. Is it an actor? Is it an actress? Is it whatever? You know, like I I kind of want to know. Also, do you read in first person view? Point of view, or do you read in third? Like, which do you prefer? No, 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 no. As in, are you filling the shoes of the hero or the heroine, or are you kind of looking on from the side type of thing? So I want to know that about people too, because, you know, nothing wrong with either of those. I'm just curious if some people actually, you know, put themselves as the characters. I would love to be able to do that. Have you ever done that before? I haven't. I haven't done that, but I will react. I don't know if it's the same thing. I will, re- like, if, if. Do you react scenes in your bedroom? No, 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 no. I can so, so picture listen. us being like, oh my god, I'm so mad at you. <laughs> or just be like, or, 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 sorry, I should let you speak, but do you ever, like, stop reading a book, and then you're like, you play out how it's going to play in your head, and you kind of, like, you make it the most angstiest thing ever, and then the next page over, it's just like, oh, he apologized, and that was it. <laughs> no. no? That's no. just me? Okay. No, I, I, I react along with the, the characters, though. He, he or she smiled... I smile oftentimes or like, and I don't realize it, but I'm sitting there like a fucking idiot, like with a smile on my face. Have you guys seen that TikTok with the girls like acting out those weird sentences and moments that don't even make sense? Like he bared his teeth and it's like, (laughs) or like he growled or something. And it's like only in romance novels because in real life that would just be fucking weird. I know. Sorry, Ez. We want to know full yes. on tangent, and I need to know what you mean by reenact. No, I don't. No, I don't reenact. I react. Oh, <laughs> I don't reenact. I heard that too. No, I, I reenact. So I'm like, I'm picturing you giving a full no. like Shakespeare performance in your bedroom. Oh God, no. 
no, I react to like like the whole situation with like Bowen and stuff. Like I feel like at like moments like that, I feel like I'm being betrayed. Oh, I see. But I don't put myself. I don't think that's me putting myself in. It's just in certain situations where I'm just like you know. I'm betrayed in that moment. You get me? Have you ever been reading and then like something really angsty and bad happens and you literally like stop reading and you stare at a wall for a little while yeah. and then you start over? Yeah. <laughs> that yes. feeling right there is the best. Yes. Oh my God. When you're like, I need a minute. That happened to me in the Trader Queen. Yeah. Oh, oh no. I was going to say which part. Yeah. <laughs> Can't say that. Can't ask. <laughs> I know. I, I, well, I can't tell you. Not yet. But the Trader Queen, for sure. I had so many of those moments. All right, let's end this episode. Uh, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope uh, it made you feel like you wanted to jump in and say your <laughs> opinions with us on this or that matter. Uh, feel free to let us know how you feel about illustrated covers. Yes. Uh, you can find us online uh, on Twitter at the RTM Pod. You can also find us on Instagram at Romancing the Monsters Podcast, also on YouTube under the same name. You can also email us if you want to for a longer form uh, email uh, at Romancing the Monsters Podcast at gmail.com. And we are also on TikTok at Romancing the Monsters Pod. If you want to find me specifically to, uh, you know, say you were really a bitch on that episode, by the way. <laughs> no, I feel like I got a little enraged for a moment there. Uh, my inner my inner demons took over. Um, so if you want to shout out me, uh, I'm on Twitter and Instagram under Foes and Lovers. So you can find me on there. And you can find me as on both Twitter and Instagram at ButThisBook. And she'll also have live reenact and reenactments <laughs> no. um, on her page as well. <laughs> I don't understand how you guys heard that. I don't know. We both heard reenacting. I heard no. reenactments. I honestly, as I was convinced that you put the book no. down and then you like think about it for a second and then you reenact it in your room. No. It was an invisible like no. character. There's nothing wrong with That's that. That's what I'm seeing. There's nothing wrong. There's with nothing that. wrong with that at all. <laughs> Anyways, you can find me, Seth, on both Instagram and Twitter at Pros with Woes. And if you also want to yell at me, you can just come, you know, and talk to me. Um, or talk to me about Turkish shows, too, because I tweet about that. Oh, oh, uh, also, I did not forget this. Um, please feel free to leave us a rating or review on any of the podcast platforms. It means the world to us just to see a rating or review or just like anything honestly um at this point so please feel free to leave us a rating or a review or whatever you want a comment a concern whatever on any of these podcast platforms yeah holding on by a thread here so please <laughs> <laughs> literally see you next week probably with a book discussion uh <laughs> and yeah all right bye bye, bye.